Welcome to our Lectio Divina podcast for the third Sunday of Lent, Year C. My name is Marie and I am a member of the Mary Magdalene Lectio community here at Newry Dominican. As we know, Lent is a time of repentance and renewal. And just as in springtime we witness new life in nature, let us awaken a new springtime in our own lives. And we can do this by entering into the spirituality of Lent, where we can look forward to rising with Jesus at Easter, to new life, courage, strength and love, so that his love might shine in each and every one of us in new and even more creative ways. And may our Lectio Divina journeys during this season of Lent and prayer fit in as a powerful encounter with God through reading and meditating on his sacred word. It is also a time for reflection and self-examination when our faith can be strengthened and we can grow in even closer union with our God. In the words of Pope Francis, Lent is a perfect time to pause and to leave behind the unrest and commotion that fill the soul. So then, let this be a time of grace and conversion for all of us and a time of reconciliation and healing for our wounded and broken world. Now, if you would just like to take a few moments to still and to quieten our hearts and minds and prepare ourselves to listen to God's living word in today's Gospel. God's gift for us today for nourishment and thought is Luke chapter 13 verses 1 to 9. Some people arrived and told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with that of their sacrifices. At this he said to them, Do you suppose that those Galileans who suffered like that were greater sinners than any other Galileans? They were not, I tell you, No, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those eighteen on whom the tower at Siloam fell and killed them, do you suppose that they were more guilty than all the other people living in Jerusalem? They were not, I tell you. No, 
But unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. He then told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it, but found none. He said to the man who looked after the vineyard, Look here, for three years now, I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and finding none. Cut it down. Why should it be taking up the ground? Sir, the man replied, leave it one more year and give me time to dig round it and manure it. It may bear fruit next year. If not, then you can cut it down. It is really important to understand that at the time in which Jesus lived, suffering and death were often deemed to be a punishment from God for our sinfulness. But our God is not a vengeful God. On the contrary, far from being a vengeful God, He is a loving, patient and merciful one. And in today's Gospel text, Jesus takes the opportunity to explain that neither the Galileans nor those killed by the tyrants alone were any more deserving of death than anyone else and that we should not be looking towards the sin of others but to our own sinfulness and our need of repentance. He then goes on to relate the parable of the fig tree in which he depicts himself as an advocate of humanity before the Father, pleading our cause and showing his infinite patience when dealing with our faults and sins and allowing us time to change and to grow and to produce good fruit. He does not cast us away or discard or cut us down when we fail. No, instead he is always there, nurturing us, encouraging and helping us to rise and to try again. meditation, one way of entering into the passage and allowing it to speak to you is to recall a time when you were trying to change something in your life, something maybe which was preventing you 
from growing closer to God and from having that deeper and more personal relationship with Him. It could have been an addictive habit, maybe alcohol, drugs, or any one of a number of things. Maybe even jealousy of someone or something, or being very judgmental of people just because they were different. But whatever the reason, who was the Jesus person then in your life? Like the gardener in the gospel, who was there for you when you were that fig tree producing no fruit? Who was it that helped and encouraged you and stood by you until you were able to bring about the change and growth that you were trying to achieve. Or maybe, just maybe, you were that Jesus person for someone who was trying to turn their life around and it was by your patient nurturing and never giving up on them even over a long period of time. In fact, the one who said, leave it one more year, it may bear fruit. You help them to change and grow and to bear that fruit. Let your meditation continue in the coming days and as you go about your ordinary everyday activities you may come to see, feel and recognise the gospel passage living in all sorts of new and different ways and might well recognise it alive and active not just in personal life but in community life and in our wider world today. When the time is right and you recognise passage being fulfilled in your life experiences, you may want to pray a prayer of thanksgiving for the gift of the beautiful scripture which you have just read and for the many memories of people and events which it has reminded you of, particularly the gardeners in our lives who never give up on us and whose patient care and attention enabled us to bear fruit. You may also want to say thanks for being given the insight to see and to recognise God's presence in those memories in all sorts of beautiful and wondrous ways. Perhaps you may feel to say sorry for the times you doubted or lost trust in his presence and especially those times 
when you give up on someone or something and just cut it down. Ask the Father's forgiveness for that and for being an obstacle to his saving work. You may even feel to offer a prayer of petition that in the future with the Father's help, should the opportunity arise, that you will enter more willingly into the work of God and like the gardener, continue sowing and nurturing seeds with patience and love until they too bear fruit. God's presence is still with us. Let us journey into a deep prayer of silence, where no words are necessary, and just rest lovingly with God and with the passage that revealed him at work in our lives, and allow ourselves to be held and to be carried by him in his loving embrace. Should distractions arise, which they often do, choose a word or phrase from passage and repeat it in the quiet of our hearts to help us journey back into that deep silence where we can rest our hearts trustingly in his presence. Stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given us. recognize his presence as we meditate on the way. Welcome dear friends to this podcast for the fourth Sunday of Lent as we read meditate, pray and reflect on this week's Sunday Gospel, we discover how Jesus is alive and at work among us today. My name is Roisin Connell and I am a member of the St Francis of Assisi community in the Nuri Lexio Centre. As we focus on this passage, please feel free to pause this podcast to reflect or dwell at any point. Take a moment to clear your mind to receive the Word of God into your heart.
Our Gospel passage this week is an extract from Luke chapter 15, verses 20 to 32. So he left the place and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with pity. He ran to the boy, clasped him in his arms and kissed him tenderly. Then his son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the calf we have fattened and kill it. We are going to have a feast, a celebration, because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now the elder son was in the fields and on his way back, as he drew near the house, he could hear music and dancing. Calling one of the servants, he asked what it was all about. Your brother has come, replied the servant, and your father has killed the calf we had fattened because he got him back safe and sound. He was angry then and refused to go in and his father came out to plead with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I have slaved for you and never once disobeyed your orders. Yet you have never offered me so much as a kid for me to celebrate with my friends. But for this son of yours, when he comes back after swallowing up your property, he and his women, you kill the calf we have been fattening. The father said, My son, you are with me always, and all I have is yours. But it is only right that we should celebrate and rejoice, because your brother here was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. Jesus is making his way towards Jerusalem. The scribes and Pharisees are appalled by his practice of eating and drinking with sinners without any repentance on their part. In response, Jesus tells them a story, sometimes referred to as a parable of the prodigal son. But more truly, it is the parable of the prodigal father whose mercy knows no bounds.
one way of entering into this passage is by entering into the experience of the father in the story. Can you remember as a parent, grandparent, teacher, guardian or friend going through a time of waiting and longing for someone who was once close to you to come back home to your friendship, to your love, to your household. Remember the pain of separation, the anxiety, the concern and the hope, the long days and the even longer nights, watching and waiting for the first sign of communication. How you checked your phone over and over again, checking the volume, checking emails, waiting, watching for that first sign of your loved one is about to return or attempting to make contact. Remember the first glimmer of hope, how, while he was still a long way off, the father saw him coming. Remember the surge of emotion, of joy and relief that erupted in your heart. How all the pain and the heartache were overcome with joy. He ran to the boy, clasped him in his arms and kissed him tenderly. Old grievances seem to fade into insignificance. They had come back home. No further apologies were needed. It just meant everything to be together again. Quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Remember how you just wanted to celebrate this precious and glorious moment. To share the good news of their return with family and friends. You are going to have a feast, a celebration, for this child of mine was dead and has come back to life, was lost and is found. Perhaps there were those who thought you were too lenient or that you didn't treat the lost one as they deserved, but they didn't seem to appreciate how much you loved them and how it meant everything to you to have them back safe and sound. You now recognise that it was a little moment of unconditional love in which you were reflecting the love of our Heavenly Father.
we thank you father for those experiences of unconditional love that have given us a glimpse into your heart and the depth of your love for all your children how you always carry us in your heart even when we have gone away from home we thank you for how far you are prepared to go to manifest that love how you are prepared to run down the road to meet us clasp us in your arms and kiss us tenderly your gracious love puts a ring on our finger and sandals on our feet and enables us to come home to our best selves We ask forgiveness for the times when we have been mean and calculating in the love and the goodwill we were shown to others, especially those we feel do not deserve it. When we were angry and refused to go into the celebration, we preferred to moan and complain about how they had swallowed up your property he and his women, even though we did not know the full circumstances of their behaviour. Heavenly Father, we pray for all who are estranged from home at this time from your love and the love of family and friends. May this season of Lent be a time of coming to our senses, of coming to realise the greatness of your love, your joy and your delight in welcoming us home again. How at the first sign of our repentance you run down the road to meet us, how you clasp us in your arms and kiss us tenderly. May we all come home to the truth that you are our Father and that all you have is ours. We take a moment to take this passage into our hearts. Embrace it as the father embraced his son. In silence, let the father's presence take over. Let God's love take over. If you are distracted, you might repeat quietly in your heart a word or phrase from the passage to assist you on this journey into silence and stillness. Perhaps the little phrase clasped him 
in his arms might help in this regard. We rest our hearts simply and receptively in the presence of God as we go on our way we breathe in the sacred words from this passage and breathe out the new life it brings to all whom we meet work with and live with this coming week <laughs>